to Between Heaven and Earth, an internet radio talk show where we help you connect spirit and divine guidance. Lisa Kay, your host, brings you shows that can enhance and transform your life with tips and new ideas for more happiness, abundance, and better relationships. Lisa is an expert on intuition and can show you how to strengthen your inner guidance to empower yourself. Each show is positive and uplifting to inspire your day. Her guest speakers are specialists on self-help, positive thinking, spirituality, and conscious living. Be the best that you can be with Between Heaven and Earth, conscious living for your soul. And angel blessings to everyone. Our show today is called Five Key Steps to Making Your Intuition Happen When You Want. And as you heard, I'm Lisa Kay, and I teach people how to develop their intuition so they can make it happen when they want, how they can make it happen on what they want and get detailed and useful information. That's probably one of the most common questions I get is, I think I have intuition, it comes once in a while, but I just can't make it happen when I want it to happen. Well, I teach people how to do that. So today I'm going to show you some five simple steps to get your intuition going so you can gain more control over it and make it work on what you want immediately. And you're going to be able to use these basic steps to start working with your intuition so you can make the best decisions and have the intuitive insight right at your fingertips. Because when that happens, magic happens in your life. And it's just absolutely, it's fun. It's fun and it's amazing. And you can do it. And I'll tell you why. Uh, I'll go through a lot of um, what I went through and how I got to, I started out where you are and I got to the point where I use my intuition in, in fun and amazing ways. And you can learn how to use your intuition to enhance your life by using it to improve relationships, uh, make the most out of your career, quickly solve like complex problems in your life and maybe even live your life's purpose. I really believe that because your soul, your higher self is coming through to you in your, through your intuition to keep you on track, to keep you in a space where you are living your life's purpose, whatever that is. And you can find out through connecting with your intuition. Now, I know many of us feel overwhelmed with life. I do. Oftentimes I feel that, um, but not as much anymore. <laughs> we have, uh, because there are things you can do to, to use your intuition to help guide you to better situations and get rid of that overwhelm feeling. A lot of us have lots of to-dos on our list. And, of course, you have a lot of demands at work, demands at, with your family, your relationships, um, friends even. But when you use your intuition in your life, it helps guide you to the perfect thing to do right now. It helps you cut through the fog, cut through the mess to know, all right, this is what's important. We just have to remember to use it and also learn how to use it. And when we do, you increase synchronicities in your life. And a synchronicity is a term that was coined by Carl Jung, and he was... Uh, psychologist, philosopher, and he felt that synchronicities were those things where things come together that seemingly are unrelated but are connected in some way to help whatever that situation is. And synchronicities in our life will actually help make our life easier 
And it's just, it's fun. It's amazing. Um, that was how our cat came to us. And that was a little, this is a little thing. Our cat, D'Artagnan, I've talked a little bit about him and I blogged about him and I post about him on my website. I'll probably put more out there on, uh, on uh, the Between Heaven and Earth Facebook page, which, by the way, is facebook.com slash Between Heaven and Earth. And I'm watching it now, so you can post there a question if you have, if you're listening in live. Uh, but D'Artagnan came to us. Uh, he's a boy cat. Um, never had a boy cat before. And through synchronicity, uh, basically thinking that we were late rushing to a soccer game and... Um, my husband made a wrong turn, which he never does, and we ended up uh, running into people who were running around in the road with cars parked in funny positions, basically chasing after this little kitten, and it was D'Artagnan, and uh, we weren't supposed to be going down that road, but there he was, and long story short, um, he ended up snugly sitting between a tire and a curb and every nobody else wanted to touch him but I did so I I went and I pulled him out and I was um basically going to give him to whoever was standing there and run off uh but they didn't want him so he ended up in my hands and in my lap well it turns out synchronistically uh we were not late for soccer <laughs> and um and it was interesting that that we ran into all these cars that would let us go by. So he became uh, uh, one of the gems in my life, and he w- I think he came for my son, really. So he's a wonderful companion. That was a synchronicity. And these things happen um, more often when you use your intuition. In that case, it wasn't really an intuitive uh, pop that made us go down that road, but um, that was a wonderful synchronicity. And a lot of synchronicities can happen where you are just basically um, feel like, oh, you know, I need to go right instead of left. And then you run into perhaps a new pet. Um, So life can be wonderfully exciting when you use your intuition. It can be without stress or pain. And the perfect things just happen in the right time at the right place. And now a lot of people have told me very similar things. And maybe you felt this way. Have you ever felt like, you thought your intuition was telling you something, but you couldn't really tell if it was your intuition or you were making it up. Have you ever wanted to make your intuition just happen on the things that you want it to? And, or a lot of times people tell me they've got this feeling, they have these buzzes. Um, they wanted to know what that is, like an energetic feeling, or they saw a flash of an image, or they had a dream and they saw someone that they knew and it seemed like there was a message there. And you feel like these things are trying to tell you something, but you don't know what it means, right? Well, these are intuitive things, and we need to interpret them. And we all have intu- intuition. And when you get these clear, when you clarify what those things are, and we'll go through the five steps and how to do that, then you can see what they mean. You can see how it makes sense to you. So I want to tell you a little bit about how I got here. Uh, because I'm a lot like a lot of you out there, like most of you, you know, I was trying to figure out how to build my intuition and started when I was really young. Um, I wanted to find out if I even had intuition. I didn't really think I was intuitive. I didn't certainly didn't consider myself, you know, psychic. And uh, I was not seeing spirits. And if I tried to do psychic exercises, I 
failed miserably at them, but I really wanted to learn. So I started to take a lot of classes. I read books, tons of books. I did lots of research, both in science and metaphysics. I mean, I really wanted to go all the way because that's the kind of person I am. I want to really understand, is it real? Is it not? How does it all work? I wanted to be able to master my intuition. So I studied, uh, you know, the only place you can really study about intuition if you haven't d- tried to so far is to is you have to go into psychic development because that's the realm of where people feel free to research it, to develop it, and to learn about it. Uh, intuition, I, but I also was able to find some information on intuition in business And I studied metaphysical energy healing, which is also, I recommend that for you if you're interested in developing your intuition. And I even got into the psychobiology of intuition. And I have a a degree in psychobiology, so it was kind of a nice overlap. And I was able to use, kind of pull all this information and this knowledge together. And um, I even went as far as to get a PhD in metaphysics and did my dissertation on intuition. And I learned so much. It was um, really very enlightening. It was very exciting. Uh, but sometimes I got a little frustrated because a lot of the approaches would explain intuition in a very vague way. Their descriptions of how to make it work was vague. It was like, go into your heart. And I didn't know how to do that. And I'm a very linear person. So uh, going into my heart was was a difficult thing for me. Um, I, I've, I've studied biology. I know what heart does. Um, But I didn't understand that. I didn't understand what it meant to connect to spirit or to go within. And but so what I had to do is I had to basically really study the different ways these teachers were teaching intuition because they were using methods that worked. And some of them worked for me and some of them didn't work so great. But I was able to kind of distill the best and the most effective practices from all of them. And it was actually quite interesting to see where there were overlaps. But the, it's interesting that many times you'll learn about the clairs. Those are, quote, psychic senses. And that that's fine and good, but it, it didn't go far enough. It was like, well, you... Um, you see intuitively or you see a psychic image. And I was like, well, I don't ever see anything. I just see black. So how does that work? And I learned what those images were and how they come to all of us and what it's like when it's in your mind's eye and how you can tell whether it's a real intuitive image or not. So I went out and then I started to work and I started to work doing readings for the public. I did intuitive readings, which was, to to my surprise, uh, something that I didn't think I would ever, ever do. Uh, but I was going out there partly because I sort of fell into it. And I also uh, was able to find out that um, it was a good way to see if it works and to practice and to help people, which was kind of nice. And I was amazed. I was amazed at the results. I ha- Basically, I ended up doing literally hundreds of readings and my... Eventually, my appointment slots were sold out at public events. Uh, I was just as surprised as ever. Um, I really didn't expect that, but it was part of my education. And I never intended to become an intuitive reader. It just kind of became part of the way I was exploring the understanding of intuition. 
I just wanted to hone my skill. And then one day, my intuition saved my life. And I'll tell you that story when we get back from the break. are talking about how to make your intuition happen when you want. And I'm going to go over five steps to do that. And I was going over basically uh, how I got here and what happened as I studied intuition and got to the point where I was a sold out intuitive reader, uh, which surprised me. Um, <laughs> so that that's pretty, that was, that was very, it was exciting, but also it was, I certainly wouldn't want to recommend it to people because it was a, it was a little bit of a, a nervous thing, scary thing, uh, which actually relates to a question we have out there on Facebook. And if you want to ask me a question live now, I am watching the Facebook page and you can post it there. Um, we are at facebook.com slash between heaven and earth. So that's pretty easy. Facebook.com slash Between Heaven and Earth. And the question that Joan has, um, does unexplained bursts of anxiety have anything to do with intuition? Well, Joan, that's a great question. And I would say that it, there are two things with that. Number one is generally when you're in extreme emotional upheaval, it's hard to know whether it, whether it's your intuition or not, what's going on? Actually, whether your intuition is talking to you. Generally, it, your intuition is not emotional. It has no feelings to it. The messages are very neutral, and they're to the point, and they're short. So, I would say the anxiety itself is not necessarily, uh, especially if it's a burst of anxiety, is the intuitive message. Um, that being said, there are times when your intuition might make you feel a little nervous or a little bit, um, uncomfortable or maybe a little anxious. Uh, but it's not, it, I, it's not overwhelming. So Joan, if that, that makes any sense to you, um, because you can pick up other people's feelings. I'll tell you a quick story. I was on a plane. I fly a lot. I, I travel a lot. Uh, if you follow me on Facebook, you'll see I post a lot of photographs. We go all over the world. It's a lot of fun. And so I'm used to flying. And there was one time I was, uh, I was, uh, we're getting ready to take off. And um, I was sitting next to a gentleman who was actually on the phone. And apparently he was a, uh, a businessman um, talking money and numbers and seemed to be well, well secured in himself and confident. And, uh, and he also seemed like he was pretty experienced in traveling because he was a business guy. And we were, uh, went into airplane mode. So he put away his phone and then we started to taxi out and, um, and I was feeling fine, and I usually did my my usual thing. I just asked the angels to be with us on our trip out and back, and uh, we and the plane started to um, speed up and then and get ready to take off. And then I felt this wave of anxiety, and I thought, now it wasn't huge, so Joan, it wasn't really big. It was just, it was. Um, I started to feel like butterflies, and I was like, that's really odd. I don't get nervous when I fly, 
And then I realized it was the gentleman sitting next to me. I was picking up his nervous energy. Um, and he wasn't, he was just sitting there quiet. Uh, he wasn't making any comments. He wasn't fidgeting. He was just there. Um, I, I think he even had his eyes closed, but he wasn't doing anything. So that was an intuitive message that he I realized, oh, he's, he's afraid of flying. <laughs> um, but it wasn't huge. It was, it was, it was just a, a slight feeling. So that's, so Joan, I hope I answered your question. Um, so we, we do get intuitive messages through our feelings. Um, now, sometimes you get them more as statements in your head. Sometimes you get, uh, as you get more, um, as you build your skill, you get better at your intuition. Uh, information comes more quickly to you and you can get lots of specific information. And that's what happened to me when it saved my life. I was, uh, it was during the summer. And again, this was after I'd been, you know, practiced well reading, um, doing readings for other people and also developing my intuition. And I woke up one night in the middle of the night, I was shaking uncontrollably and I had a fever and I never shake when I have a fever and I had thought I had the flu. So, um, but this was very unusual. So I went to the emergency room and I had stopped shaking at that point. They took blood and said, Ooh, you've got bacteria in your blood, but you're not shaking anymore. So go home, see your doctor in the morning. And so I did. And what did doctors do? He gave me some antibiotics, some pills, and he said, go home. So I took the pills, and I started to have more shaking. I started to have these attacks of extreme fatigue. I was short of breath. Uh, I was lying down in bed, and my heart was racing at the same time. I, was, I, I felt like I was going to pass out lying down, and it would go away. Then it would come, and it would go away. And... Then one time it happened so bad, my hands turned white, and that scared me, so I went back to the emergency room, and but I wasn't shaking anymore, and so they said, well, you know, uh, you're okay, go home. I said, well, wait a minute, what was that, that heart racing thing, and I was short of breath, and, and what was that, and why did that happen? They said, oh, that was fear. You were hyperve- hyperventilating, and I, I was thinking, no, I wasn't afraid. I've been very afraid. Uh, that was not it. Um, so they sent me home. They didn't want to argue with me. And so by this time I turned to my intuition and I asked, and I always, when I use my intuition, I connect to my angels and I'll explain why that's important, uh, to connect to something that you feel is beyond yourself, whatever it it is. And I asked them, what's, what is this? Is it nothing? Is it me? Uh, you know, am I hyperventilating? And they said, uh, it is serious, but you will be okay if you get to a, a specialist, an infectious disease specialist. So I figured, okay, let me go find this, this doctor. And, then, and so it was the weekend, though. So finding a doctor on the weekend is practically impossible, as you all know. And I was calling around. Nobody was responding. And I was getting more in despair. And I was guided to read this book. I got an intuitive message to read a book on that I had on my shelf and it was about pediatricians so of course in the book everywhere it was saying pediatrician pediatrician and then I realized hey wait my pediatrician is my neighbor and maybe he could help me out so I go to call him and before I pick up the phone my intuition gives me this message it says he's away on vacation but he'll be back later leave a detailed message 
That's my intuition. And I was like, all right. So I call him up and the, he doesn't answer the phone. It rings. And so I left a voicemail with a detailed message. Later that day, he comes back and he calls me and he says, I just got your message. Uh, what you need to do is see an internist who specializes in infectious disease. I know somebody who will see you right away, but you should go see him um, immediately. And I did. I went to see that doctor the next day. Uh, he did some tests and he diagnosed me not just with a blood infection, but with a heart infection. And he put me in the hospital. Now, had I not listened to my intuition to find another doctor, I'm not so sure that things would have worked out so well. I'm fine now. I don't have any heart problems. But a blood infection is really, and a heart infection is really, really bad. So my intuition helped save my life. And so now I want to teach other people what I learned so they can use their intuition uh, to help them on whatever they want. And I found this process that works, and it worked for me that you can use to make your intuition work for you and how to recognize and develop this process, this intuitive process in your mind. And we'll go, we'll go over these steps. Um, so it's a framework. So we'll, we'll start it out and then we'll go, we'll go to break and then we'll come back and we'll finish. So again, one of the things you have to do is be able to in, uh, recognize the, and develop this inter, intuitive process in your mind. You have to understand how intuition works in your brain and your body. And also use a format that works for you every time. And this worked for me every time. And it works for other people too. I've taught other people and it, it actually works really well. So here are the five simple beginner steps that you can use uh, to work work for you right away. Okay, so number one, and you may want to get something to write with uh, to or, or listen to this radio show again. It is archived. Okay, so number one, the first thing you do is you have to trigger your, your intuition. You're going to trigger your intuition by asking questions. Okay, so that's number one. So what do I mean by this? Most people don't. Now, this was like a really important thing. I didn't realize you could do this. <laughs> Most people don't realize that you can make your intuition happen by asking a question. People mostly wait for their intuition to just appear. And, they, and then it doesn't. Um, but your intuition will actually always respond to a question. And the best way to ask that question is in your mind. You don't want to address yourself when you ask it. So don't feel like you're asking yourself. And that's what I was referring to earlier. You want to imagine if, if that works for you. Uh, if you believe that's great too, that's even better. Ask, imagine and ask the divine wisdom that's maybe within you or perhaps your angels or your spirit guides. And the reason for that is because this way you're less likely to subconsciously come up with the answer. You don't want to answer yourself. You want it to appear to you. It also allows you to wait for an answer rather than try to make one up. So it's very important that you ask a question, that you're asking something that's beyond you, outside of you, or coming through you, your higher self, the universal knowledge, God, whatever you want to call it, it's important. And the best questions to ask are the ones that get you out of your ego 
and that will not elicit a lot of emotion. And I can explain that uh, a little bit later. Uh, when Probably when we come back from break, I'll explain why. Certain questions are really important because um, yes or no questions are not good because we tend to latch our ego onto that and want to answer yes or no. So we'll go over that. I'll tell you a little bit more about questions and we'll go over the next few steps in the five steps of making your intuition happen when you want. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Lisa Kay, and you're listening to Between Heaven and Earth Radio. And we're here every week, and we like to share with you things that will help your life and bring in what I call everyday spirituality. So we have guests who have wonderful gifts to give in terms of ways to heal yourself, ways to uplift your spirit, ways to improve your life. And uh, sometimes I come and I teach and I just talk on the radio, uh, things that are part of what I do, which is to help people connect to their intuition. And we were talking about the five key steps to making your intuition happen when you want. So the first step was to trigger your intuition by asking a question. And again, the question should be a question that is uh, neutral, no emotion, and also a question that uh, probably is an, an open ended, what they call open ended question. That's not a yes or it doesn't have a yes or no answer. Helps get your ego out of out of it and opens you up. And I'll give you a quick story about how I was able to use this technique about knowing the right questions. And one of the things that you want to do when you're developing your intuition is know the different ways of asking questions, of triggering your intuition. And uh, I go through a lot of that when I teach people. There are different methods that you can use to get to the intuitive side of your brain. And the intuitive side of your brain is the right side. Uh, and we'll talk about that as well in a minute um, in in step two. But one of the, the things I wanted to share with you is a story about how this worked for me. I was again on a plane, another airplane story. <laughs> and um, long story short was the, there was, I had a stopover in Dallas, Texas. I was going from Phoenix to Dallas to New York. And there was a, this huge thunderstorm in Dallas and it was making a mess of all the flights going in and out. And my flight was delayed and it finally was taking off. So I got on the plane and they, we were taxiing out and we were about ready to get off, take off and the pilot comes on and he says, oh, I'm sorry to tell you this, but we have to go back to the gate. Uh, we don't, they're making us go back, don't know how long we're going to be there, or they may cancel us. Uh, if you'd like, you can get off the plane, but you can't get back on if you leave. So... Now, I knew that there was another flight that was available where I could fly later that night. This was like, I guess, you know, sometime in the afternoon, but the other flight was uh, out of Phoenix, like, I don't know, 10 o'clock at night to L.A. to New York. 
And that one was going. That was not delayed. That was on schedule. So I thought, okay, I can get off the plane. But then I wouldn't get back until like the next day. And then I wouldn't know if my luggage was going to follow me. So I was, uh, I didn't, didn't really quite know what to do. But already we had been delayed several hours. We were going back to the gate. Didn't really know what to do. So I asked my intuition, what should I do? Should I stay on the plane or should I go to L.A. to New York? And because I was in that emotional state, so that relates back to this question, you know, the feelings that you get. I was feeling, yeah, probably a little anxious. <laughs> and I I wasn't really getting a clear answer intuitively. And I knew that because I knew what my intuition feels like. So what I decided to do was ask a different question. And the different I asked it a different way in a way that I knew my intuition would come through better. And what I did was I took the magazine out of the, you know, the back seat um, pocket and I opened it up to the map because they all have maps in them in those airplane magazines. And I looked at the map and I asked my intuition, okay, which cities would be better for me? And for some reason, Dallas looked a little bit darker to me than L.A. So I thought, okay, that's my answer. I should go through Dallas. Stay on this plane. And I did. Uh, I stay, I stayed on the plane and um, fortunately it took off. It actually took off. We got to Dallas, did my uh, stopover and went to New York, had my luggage, everything. We were only an hour or so uh, behind and it was, it was great. It worked. Um, so that's a story of how you ask the right question to trigger your intuition, but you do ask a question and you will get an answer. So now we're up to number two. Number two, so the first one was trigger your intuition with a question. Number two is know the characteristics of an intuitive message. Know the characteristics. So you need to know how an intuitive message comes to you. When you ask a question of your intuition, it's important that you know how the answers are going to appear. Otherwise, you won't know that the message came. Now, one of the characteristics of an intuitive message is it comes in pieces. It comes in fragments. So you might see a fragment of, of an image in your mind. Now, people get funny about this. They were like, well, I don't see anything. You know, I'm not clairvoyant. I don't see pictures. Well, people think that pictures are going to be like this full technicolor, you know, seeing the movie. kind. Of, it, that's not how it comes. It comes, you might see an outline. You might see uh, a, sh a shape or a color. Or you might hear a word or maybe two words. That's how it comes. And that's because the way, when you're, especially when you're beginning, you're going to get little bits and pieces and your, your intuitive side of your brain is basically seeing things holistically. So things come all at once, whereas the left side of your brain thinks more sequentially and the right side is intuitive. The left side is not. So the left side wants to get the long sentence with the, um, with, you know, the steps and everything and the way, but the right side is the side that's actually giving you the messages. So the right side is just giving you flashes of feelings, of thoughts, of images, of pieces, and that's how it comes. So you want to make sure that you know what the characteristics are of an intuitive message. That's how you're going to know. Uh, I'll give you an, another quick story. One, when I was doing a reading for someone, um, one of the ways that I was getting messages, well, I use, uh, sometimes I use 
angel cards and I'll look at a picture and I, I use it to get out of my ego space. It's another method. It's another te- technique. And so I'll look at a picture and you could do this with anything. Um, you could look at, you know, just basically patterns on a wall and get, get, and that triggers your intuitive side to give you impressions. And those are your intuitive messages. And on this card was a little, uh, stone bench. And I asked, well, why am I seeing the stone bench? And it said, well, it's not a bench, it's a desk. And I'm like, why are you showing me a desk? So this is the questions that I'm asking. And we'll talk about this as well in, in, uh, step number four. Um, so I started to get the pieces and the, around the bench, it was green. So, and which is really a desk now, a desk and green desk was knowledge. The green was healing to me. And then I realized, oh, this has to do with healing the mind. And so I presented this to the person I was, who was being sitting there for a reading. And she says, oh, I'm studying psychology. I want to be a psychologist. That's how it comes to you. Fragments, pieces. Now, Number three is putting your mind in a receptive and open state. So how do you do that? So you're going to ask the question. You're going to know. You're going to recognize the pieces and the intuitive messages when they come. And then you have to put your mind in an open and receptive state. And the question is, how do you do that? Well, here's the secret. It's like when you are asking the question, where's the bathroom? Now, it's not where the bathroom is. It's the state of mind you're in, other than that you have to go. Uh, when you ask somebody the question, where's the bathroom, you're usually not judging it. You're not going to judge the person. You're not going to say, I know what they're going to say. Um, you're all ears. You're open. That's how you have to be when you ask your intuition a question. You have to be open for the answer. And you have to get what you get, and you don't get upset. And when you get an answer, you don't judge it. Most of the time, I, I don't judge when somebody tells me, oh, the bathroom is down on the back on the right. I don't say, oh, he's wrong. Uh, I listen to what they have to say. And it's, so it's a very important that you keep your judgment out and that your ego is not playing into any of this as you're waiting to get a message from your intuition. And that's that open and receptive state. Again, where's the bathroom? Um, it, it, people laugh at that. And you know, I actually had one person who said, no, well, I sometimes, you know, second guess what somebody says. I, 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 we ga- gather most people don't second guess what people are say, going to say. So, so that's three. Again, one is trigger your intuition with a question. Two is know how the intuition comes to you. Three, put your mind in an open and receptive state. Where's the bathroom? And when we come back, we're going to go over number four and number five and then go over how you can go even further with this and get to the point where you're like me, which you can do really in a couple days. Get to the point where your intuition happens when you want on what you want and get detailed information and maybe even save your life. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Lisa Kay, and you're listening to Between Heaven and Earth, and we're talking about the five key steps to making your intuition happen when you want it. And we've gone through uh, steps one through three. Uh, step number one is to trigger your intuition with a question, asking the right question, of course. And number two is knowing how your intuitive messages come to you. 
And number three is being open and receptive. And now we're going to do number four. Number four is doing the cycle, what I call the cycle of question and answer, Q&A. And we just, uh, I just gave you an example of that where I would get a piece of information and then I would have to ask again. When you first get your intuitive messages, it's going to come to you in fragments and pieces, especially when you're starting out. And if you only have one or two pieces, they're probably not going to make sense to you. So you can get more detail from the answer to your question by asking another question. And eventually it's kind of like that, you know, the picture that forms out of the little pieces you start to see, it starts to come together, a piece here and a piece there. You're not trying to make it happen. It just, the pieces just reveal an answer to you. Now, this is something I didn't realize you could do with intuition. I just kind of figured that you, if you received like orange, (laughs) the color orange to a question you asked, that was it. And that's the answer. Well, it's not it. And that's one of the things I I show people and teach them. I was also surprised uh, that a lot of teachers of uh, psychic development do not teach you this. And a lot, again, when you're just beginning to learn about your intuition, your psychic abilities, and when, you're going to experience this. And when you first do an exercise in your intuition or do a reading for the first time, you're going to feel like you're getting random pieces of meaningless information. So remember, you have to keep going back to your intuition to get those pieces so that they make sense. It's a process of allowing your intuition to give you the answer, which is really, again, the right side of your brain, which is uh, giving you these segments, these fragments. And then your left brain will go back and ask a question about it. That's your thinking mind, the mind that you, you identify with. And you're constantly going back and forth between your intuition answers and your conscious mind asking questions. And after you gather enough pieces, the answer appears to you. It makes sense. So that's number four. Now, number five, this is the last one. Now, this is the answer to how do you get more detailed information. You have to practice, 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 and do exercises. And do exercise, intuition exercises on non-important things. And I know usually when I tell people this is a bit of a you know silent groan, <laughs> but there's no, it's, it's like anything else, any other skill, you, you work at it and develop it. And it's, kind, it's fun. I think it's fun because you can practice on things that don't mean anything or don't mean much. And then when things happen, it's like, cool, it's like really amazing. And many, many of my students have received amazing results, but only after they practice the, this method consistently. And that's what we get to do uh, when I work with them and we go through lots, especially when we do this the in-person uh, class, we do, do tons of exercises and practices. So you need to practice, again, using exercises that are non-emotional, where you have no attachment to the outcome. And there are lots of different kinds of exercises you can do on your own or you can do with someone else that are just right for exercising your intuition. And this is going to teach you how your intuitive messages come to you specifically. I can give you a general overview, but you're feeling it. And I explained this once to someone that I was uh, coaching. Um, 
and they were a big golfing buff. And I said, you know, I can explain to you how to hold the club, where you put your fingers, how to stand, and physically where your arm is going to go above your head when you're getting ready to do that drive. But until you do it yourself, you're not going to know what it's like. And he was like, yeah, you're right. You know, when it's just right, you know it, you feel the swing. You just know it's, it's, you hear the, the click of the head of the club hitting the ball and you just know it. And, but you won't know that unless you actually do it and practice it and feel it. And so this, uh, actually doing the exercise is going to give you that experience of receiving these intuitive messages so that you can recognize them the next time. And that's important, knowing the difference. Uh, one of the things I found in exercising, practicing my intuition is that when I get clairvoyant messages, which are images that pop up in your mind's eye, I found that I can't, the real intuitive images, I can't manipulate in my mind as easily as the ones that I make up. So when you understand how these intuitive messages appear and how they come uniquely to you through your own experience, you can, and you can tell their characteristics, then you're going to know that it's a real message. And they always come the same way, pretty much. Uh, but again, you have to do it yourself. Okay. Let's go over. So, so those are the five things. Trigger your intuition, number one. Uh, know the characteristics of an intuitive message, number two. Number three, be open to receive. And number four is to uh, do that cycle of Q&A. And number five is to practice. Now, some of the do's and don'ts. Don't judge. Don't try and practice your intuition on big, important things like, should I take that job or not? Or is this my soulmate? Don't try that. That's not where you act, do your practice, right? You know, if you're learning how to be a doctor, you don't practice on, uh, you know, uh, on, you know, you don't, you don't want to practice on something really important like uh, doing the surgery first. You want to kind of learn and do the little things first. Uh, don't try to use your intuition uh, all the time. Oh, do. Here, here's the do. Do try to use your intuition all the time on small things so you can practice. And the last do is really believe you're intuitive. You can do this. The belief is important. So the first thing to do is to have some tools, and that's to go out and practice. Now, I have uh, some free exercises you can do. I actually have 16 of them uh, that you can do at home. And if you sign up for my newsletter on my website, which is lmk88.com, you'll get an ebook which will go over this and actually have the exercises in it. And it's great because you, could, you don't have to do it with somebody else if you kind of want to do it on the sly. And also, I give you monthly intuition tips if you sign up. And we don't, you know, we try not to uh, send out too much, but um, they're great tips. And I'm going to be doing more. The other thing you can do is take a class. Be with like-minded people so you can practice. And... Doing a framework helps. So just like this five-step framework helps you get your intuition to happen when you want, uh, you can learn more. And you can go further and do much more with it. And you can learn how to develop your intuition in two days. It really is amazing. I've watched my students in a two-day class go from, I don't know what I'm doing, I've never done this before, to at the end of that weekend getting some amazing intuitive messages. It's just really, really awesome. It was great to talk to you today. Uh, you've been listening to Between Heaven and Earth, Conscious Living for Your Soul. Angel blessings, everybody. Bye. Bye.